So five, six, seven, eight. Egg, egg. Welcome to episode two of These Walls Can Talk. I am one of, or one half of the show. Mm-hmm. Your co-host, Kia, and we have... Tiffany. Do we have you for sure? Like, are you, are you... I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm, it's, it's 11.30 on a Sunday. Um, it's 12.39. Yes. Where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's 11.30. Um, this has her own vacation. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you could say that. But we're I still hustling. I need a damn vacation so bad. Yeah, you so. said you had to take care of the toddler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like the toddler um, is our mother. <laughs> um, yes, she is a seventy-three year old. Seventy-two. Toddler. She's not seventy-three yet. Okay, sorry, my bad. I'm so sorry. I should definitely know my mother's true age. No, you did not know how old I was. <laughs> that was last week. That, why are you talking about old shit? Because it's relevant to this shit. So. <laughs> yeah, hey. I know. I've, I'm, I'm horrible. I'm horrible. No, uh, yes, the toddler is our mother. Who, um, we t- she's eventually going to be on an episode. I think we just, we have to master the editing portion <laughs> of things. Because she has... She has no filter. The things that come out of her mouth, like I sometimes I'm just like, oh my god, like you can't say those things. But she's to the point where she is fresh out of give a fuck. She don't care. She's gonna. She done seen it all. She done think everything, done everything, and for the most part, everything she told us when we were younger, she's been one hundred percent right about. Because yeah, I know when I called her today, <laughs> I told her I was sitting at the club, right? So I'm I'm currently in Jacksonville, Florida. My homegirl, Jeanette, I've known her since 2007 in St. Louis. We met in St. Louis. She's in Jacksonville, Florida. I, I currently reside in Panama City Beach for the moment. Um, I came down for her birthday and we tried to turn up. Like we used to turn up back when we first met, and no, bitch, can't. you can't dress you no more. I, we are. I'm past that age, and you're older than me, girl. <laughs> no, ma'am. You know what's no, great ma'am. is that I was looking at the analytics of like the age range of the people that that listened. We actually have people listen, y'all. It's so exciting. Like, are we like in the tens? <laughs> We are in we are in our age bracket, the thirty five to forty four. We are right in our age bracket. How many? How many? Oh, that's awesome! How many people? How many people listen? Like, can you tell? Uh, so far, just on is it Anchor or Spotify? We had nine streams from our first launch, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, like, because nobody knows we're doing this really, and you know, people that we told. You know, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's the beginning of a very long journey. Like, you know, I mean, we have a lot we have a lot of things that have happened that we can talk about, and things mm-hmm. just keep happening. But anyway, back to what I was saying. So we went out. We had sections at both both 
box we went to. I'm not even gonna say they were clubs. I, we 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 were just at the spots, the hot the, the, the ratchet spot. We were just so we we were at we were at the shake joint, which is code for strip club. Um, I also like to call it the booty bar. Um, so that was the first place we went to, and we had a table right, literally right next to the stage. Mm-hmm. Like up on, we had a table, strippers, one scripples, scripples, ones flying. I mean, at one point, like the dudes that were in our section with us, like there was just like ass, like right, like really close. And I just turn around, I'm like, her ass is like, like literally right on your twist, like right on your cornrows, dude. Like, <laughs> right there. like literally. And he's having a full fledged conversation with somebody else with all this ass on his head. Like, it was just, all this, you know, all this a lot of business deals are done in strip clubs. Yes. I wonder if that's still the case post, like, you know, during COVID. Because we're not post-COVID yet. I shouldn't say Well, one thing sex always sells. I mean, that place was packed and money was flying everywhere, okay? The sex industry is still a hopping industry, okay? Um, And the women were, um, the place we went to was called Wacko's. um, And the women were, the women were gorgeous. There was this one beautiful, black, clean her name was Mocha, and she was just thick and beautiful and had an afro, and her skin looked like silk. And when I went up to her, I, I said, I just have one thing to say. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, you know how you like see people and they're just like striking? You're like, wow, like I can't yeah. believe this is a real person. Like yeah. that's how beautiful she was. And but we had a great time there. Yeah, we shut it down. We had my girl likes Pink Whitney from New Amsterdam. So we had a bottle of that. And then we had a bottle of Hennessy. And then they gave us Red Bulls as the mix as the mixers. Uh-huh. But there was no like juice or like, like soda. Juice. Like you guys no just juice. Have- and Red Bull. You'd be surprised. I make a lot of those where I work. The fuck? Hennessy. People want to put Red Bull with everything. Can I get a Hennessy and Red Bull? Can I get a Crown and Red Bull? Can you just want to be, can you, as a bartender, can you just be like, no, I don't recommend that. <laughs> I'm not going to no, I'm not going to be, dis- I am not going to be disrespectful to my trade and make that for you, sir. Well, I mean, at one point I worked at a bar that served Four Loco. If any of you know what that poison is, I felt ashamed even selling it to Spring Breakers. I was like, this is horrible. Like, this is complete poison to people. Spring break! Oh, sorry. Spring break, 98 bitches. No, but, so that was, so Wacko's was the gentleman's club that we went to. And then mm-hmm. we had another table at um, another spot called Bubbles. Okay. Yeah, the name of it was Bubbles. What um, was it? What? Okay. Continue. <laughs> I know. So the setup was really nice. I was actually very impressed with the layout. It was a very open format. Um, at that point of the night, I did not want to drink any more Pink Whitney. And you know I don't drink Hennessy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's never been my thing. Not what I'm, what, not what I'm here for. No, I have been on a tequila kick. So at that point we get to <clears throat> bubbles and I go straight to the bar. Um, just straight to the bar and I get order a shot of Casamigos Blanco. They didn't have any fruit behind the bar, no lemons, no limes. So, you know, they didn't have no cherries, you know, didn't have no olives so i wasn't gonna be able to ask for a dirty martini or anything but um to a place called bubbles and ask for a dirty martini i mean <laughs> i mean hopefully they, hopefully they got bubbles to clean the glassware do we even i mean i would hope so i don't even remember at that point i don't even remember if we had glassware or not i think we had plastic i don't even know but anyway so at that bar the bottle was Doucet. I do give credit. Have you seen a Doucet bottle? I have not. What it looks like, um, it's a very, the, the presentation is great. I think it's a great looking bottle. The presentation itself is, is beautiful, but I'm just not a person that drinks cognac. Like I've never liked cognac. I think it's cognac. Mm-hmm. It might be a rum, but I'm pretty sure it's cognac. I just don't like it, but that's the bottle that they got at the club. Okay. So I went up you know, I was like, why does it look like, why does it look like a religious model? Like, it looks like you would see something. You just look it up. You just look yeah. it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like that's what they given at the Catholic church for community. Exactly. Delivers rich flavor, <laughs> flavor notes of ripe blackberry and apricot layered with hints of dark chocolate and walnut. Culminating Is in it listed as a cognac? Yeah, it's a cognac. Cognac okay. brandy. Tiffany is the screen, the screen person. Um, during the podcast too, like just she's always on it when it comes to things. To, I mean, like if I, I still say know something, just look it up. Like I was yeah, that kid, the, look it up. She's the Googler. Mom, what's mom? What's blah blah blah? Go look it up. Fucking Encyclopedia Britannica's. <laughs> <laughs> we always got A's on those papers, but no, I got the I got my shot, and I tipped. I tipped the bartender. Like. Five dollars, mm-hmm. and then the next time I came, no, I tipped her. No, I tipped her ten on my first shot, and there was hardly mm-hmm. anybody there because I strategically, I knew that it was going to get busier later, and I was going to want another drink. So at I what, needed to at make what time? What time of the night was it at this point? Well, we were told that we were supposed to get there before two thirty, so we can get in free. However, the situation changed. That's a whole other story that we'll have to talk about. But because um, okay. we were told at one point that everything was taken care of as far as the bottle service at both places. But after talking to Jeanette today, that was not the case. And the person that set it up, I mean, I have my own personal opinion about, but you know, I mean, her and I are going to, Jeanette and I are going to have a discussion tomorrow about the whole situation when we go out and have our day together. Um, But I'm saying all this to say, (laughs) as a bartender, (laughs) because that's what I do. That's what I have done for the last 20 years. Um, on top of everything else that I have done. I am not just a bartender. I have a lot of experience in other areas. Um, 
but that's just been the most consistent thing I've done um, for the last two decades. Um, but if you go out to a bar, especially, you know, you're out of town and you want like quick, efficient service from the bartender, tip your bartender. Tip, tip your bartender, especially on that very first round. Like, because when I walked up, when she saw me, when she made eye contact, she dropped everything she was doing and came directly to me, even though there were people there before me, because she knew that I was going to take care of her. Yeah, um, of and course. then I her. So I literally got a shot of Casamigos and a bottle of Corona. And I think she made like almost $20 off of me tip wise, just from those two drinks, just because, I mean, like, I get it. Like it's, Working as a bartender, especially like the late night crowd where everybody has been, you know, turning up and the, the strippers got off work and the strippers come in and all this, like, it's a lot. It's a lot to work with. And, you know, I just, I don't think a lot of people appreciate what we do. I think a majority of people do, but those that get upset or those that don't tip and they get an attitude, just tip, tip, tip your bartenders. Tip your, bar- tip tip your service people in general. Tip anybody, if you go out to eat and you have a server, tip them. Because a lot of people don't know, they have to pay out. Like, like I have a tip out. Like, I have a bar back. I also mm. work at a place that has, um, we have oysters. I have to tip out my oyster shucker. I have to tip out my food runners. I have to tip out my bussers. Like, I have to pay these people that are also helping to service you. So when you order, you know, $100 worth of food and you don't even tip, not even 10, 15%, money's coming out of my pocket. People Mm -hmm. don't realize that. So, I mean, and Tiffany, you've worked in the service industry. Yes, I have. You've done it. You've, what? Emerson owns Nathan Russell. Nathan Russell, yes, for our St. Lu- for our St. Louis listeners, you should all know about Hammerstones mm-hmm. and Soulard. Um, but didn't you also serve at Cheddar's? No, Ruby Tuesday. Ruby Tuesday. Okay, we just went to Cheddar's when I went to see you in college. Yeah, we just went to Cheddar's. And when I would sneak yeah. liquor in in my duffel bag in the elevator. <laughs> Don't tell all our secrets. No. <laughs> clank it a clank clank. I'd stop and. I'd stop at the Brown Derby. Oh my God, those were good times. Good times. Good times. Stop at the Brown Derby. I worked in Springfield, Missouri, as a server, and it's like, um, it's it was it was a good it's a good time, but it's like people they're just people that just don't understand the concept that we that tip that we don't we're not given a wage like people who are in the service industry aren't given a wage that's livable. Yeah. We're not even paid minimum wage. Like we're basically tipped employees. So interesting. We'll probably have to do this on another podcast, but like the racist history of tipping is very interesting. Yes. So you know what? We'll I about- did not know about that till very recently. Yeah, me either. Like I didn't know about it. I was like, well, since we're talking about it, <laughs> let's Google. Hold on. Google it. Oh. So Politico magazine, remember, set your sources. Set your sources, people. So um, they're talking about, so this this was in 2019. 
So this week, the House of Representatives will have a chance to end the precious leg to have a chance to end a per, pernicious legacy of slavery. I don't know what that word means, so I'm going to look it up. Also, you know, hey, educate yourself. You have your resources. I don't know what that word means, so I'm going to look it up. Search Google. That word means harmful effect, especially in a gradual or, or subtle way. Okay. Okay, there we and, go. And slavery was very harmful. So, <laughs> lawmakers will vote on the Raise the Wage Act, which should boost the minimum wage across the country to, by, to $15 an hour by 2024. This would be a cru- crucial step towards the first federal minimum wage increase in more than a decade. Uh, so, so you might not think, you might not think of tipping as a legacy of slavery, but it has a a far more racialized history than most Americans realize. Tipping originated in feudal Europe as it, and was imported back to the United States by American travelers, eager to seem sophisticated. The practice spread throughout the country after the Civil War as U.S. employers, largely in the hospitality sector, looked for ways to avoid paying formerly enslaved workers. One of the most notorious examples comes from the Pullman Company, which hired a newly freed African American newly freed African American men as porters. Rather than paying them a real wage, Pullman provided the black porters with just a meager pittance, forcing them to rely on tips from their white clientele for most of their pay. Tipping further entrenched a unique and often racialized class structure into service jobs, in which workers must please both customer and employer to earn anything. A journalist quoted in Carrie Sagrave's 2009 book, Tipping, an American Social History of Gratuities, written, wrote in, 19, in 1902 that he was embarrassed to offer a tip to a white man. Negroes take tips, of course. One, one, one expects that of them. Wait, did, you, t- did you just say that he was embarrassed to offer a tip to a white man? Mm-hmm. R- wow. Yeah. So okay. it's a it's a token of their inf- inferiority. He wrote, "Tips go with s- tips go with civility, and no man who was a voter in this country is the, is in the least justified in being in service." Hmm. The immorality of paying an insufficient wage to workers who then were forced to rely on tips was acknowledged at the time. In his popular 1916 anti-tipping study of Itching Palm. Writer William Scott described tipping as an aristocratic custom that went against American ideals. The relation of a man giving a tip and a man accepting it as, is as undemocratic as the relation of master and slave, Scott wrote. A citizen in a republic ought to stand shoulder to shoulder with every other citizen, with no thought of cringing without an assumption of superiority or an acknowledgement of inferiority. Hmm. So, I wonder how strippers feel well, about this article. The more, The more you know. But I think, well, the, I mean, only because I was just throwing ones on strippers yesterday. But, but, with, but I <laughs> think tipping with, my bartenders very well. Yeah, tipping your bartenders well and tipping. But I think it's like it's. I think now it's different because we're a lot more educated, and it's like. But you have to know. Sometimes you have to know the history of things. Sometimes you just do things because that's what you do. So, but yeah. when you understand the history of things, like for instance, we're past Labor Day right now. Do like, did you know that wearing white after Labor Day has very classist history? No. So I wore when, white last night. Yeah. So where it comes from is people who were wealthier that could winter in warm places. They're like, so they, like, so, you know, summer's usually, summer is, white is usually a warmer weather color. So, for lack of color, because it's white, but it's like, it's a warmer weather <laughs> color. So people who could winter. Are you talking 
Shade, great spare. Love it. So, but, but, um, but people who could afford to winter in warmer climates and could wear white in those warmer climates, you know, it's like, well, you don't wear white after Labor Day because you don't summer in Hawaii or summer somewhere warm. So it's really interesting. Like when you look, like what, like when you just kind of be like, why do you do shit? Like where does this come from? And that I I did that one day and just was like. Okay. Like you're like, oh, why? Why can't we wear white after Labor Day? Like, why I mean, can't we wear white after Labor Day? Like, I really thought that because it was like, it was like September 11th. Not, not I don't say that. It was like September. It was like the date was like September 13th or something. And I was like, I really want to wear these white jeans. What the fuck is after Labor know. Day? And and I was like, why? Why do I want to? Why do can I not wear these white jeans after <laughs> Labor Day? And I googled it, and I was just like. So, fuck it. I'm wearing these white jeans because yes. I bought them and they're mine, and I want exactly. to wear them. And so I want for I will. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Well, so let's see. Well, it's been an interesting week. Um, yes, a lot has happened since we last recorded. There is um, a lot of. Let's talk about the black girl magic at the Emmys, like Tiffany. Okay, so. Cheryl Lee Ralph's reaction when they called her name. Can we, okay, let's, okay, let's go, let's look, because Cheryl Lee Ralph should be the culmination, but let's, let's talk about the black girl magic that was the Emmys. Let me go to the post because I posted it all. Because we had Lizzo, we had one, Quinta Bronson one, Zendaya one. Zendaya is, I knew she was going to win. I knew it. That if you guys do not watch, did not watch Euphoria, y'all are missing out on some of the, not only one of the most amazing, like everybody in that show, their acting is amazing, but the cinematography of that show is. What you know about now. cinematography? I like how things look. I like to be aesthetically pleased. <laughs> Okay. You know so cinematography. Anyway, so, so we have Quinta Bronson, Lizzo, which watch out for the big girls was amazing. If you get a chance to watch it, not only because I myself am a big girl, but it's like, and I see myself in Lizzo, not only because I was told I look like Lizzo and went as her in, for Halloween, not for the story, but like. Actually, I, I remember that face thing you did with on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> And yes, I was like, "Is that Lizzo or my sister?" The funny thing is, I played the flute, so it was really funny. But yeah, yeah it was so great. It was, I mm-hmm. I loved that show, like you said, um, Euphoria. I did. I I have not been as into Euphoria as I should have. But Zendaya is the only black woman and the youngest to win an Emmy in in the lead actress role. She was amazing. Series. She the was person, I mean, the other person. The other person is kind of in the shall remain nameless, but Bill Cosby. But um, he's the other person that's won in the lead actor role in a drama series for the mm. same for the same series. So yeah, and well, there's, there's that series on Amazon. Is it on Amazon Prime? We I think need it was to talk about Bill Cosby. I think it was on Hulu. Yeah, that I did watch that, and it just made me even more angry. Yeah. But anyway, so, anyway, anyway. So Quinta Bronson and the wonderful. The amazing, the well-deserved 
Cheryl Lee Roth one for Abbott Elementary. If you have not hopped on the Abbott Elementary train, fortunately, we're only one season in, so you got time. Catch up on it. And how historic is that? That that was their very first season. Yeah. And... I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's history making. I don't. I don't. I, has has the series ever won their first season? I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Has I know, yeah. like I know Ted Lasso, which is another great show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Have you watched Ted Lasso? It's too many it's too many platforms. Like it's know, just like, it's, it's so too much. much going on, and you're just like. It's really just, difficult because I'm like, we're trying to read books too, you know? And it's just yeah. like, oh my God. But there's <laughs> another read, show. And there's so much, yeah, we're there's trying to so read much. books. And then there's another show that comes out. And then mm-hmm. they make it to where you, remember you had to wait? A whole week? A week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Netflix used to do that. I was just talking to Cameron because when I first, when we were first roommates before I moved to Nashville from Panama City, we would actually watch Orange is the New Black together and we had to wait for the following week. Now they mm-hmm. just released the whole damn series. Release the whole and series. you can sit there and just be like a zombie for I like love it when it's 10 hours. Do you want to watch a movie? No. Like, do you want to watch a movie? The only thing about it, it's eight hours long. Fuck it out. How about I split it up into 16 30-minute episodes? <laughs> Oh, okay. That's fine. That's cool. I I'll sit down to watch it. I, I watch <laughs> all the episodes at once. That's, and that's the thing. Like you get so enthralled because I did that with um. Oh God, what is it? It was on Hulu. It was the it was the show with uh, Max from <sighs> with Max, Max. Black, with with two good from two from two broke girls. What was her show's name? I'm dolphin? No. Yeah, dollface. Dollface. I was like, that's one oh, I couldn't get into. Girl, I watched that whole damn series in one sitting. Okay, maybe I, I need there. to revisit that one. I just sat there and I'm just like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go to bed. Next thing I know, the sun was coming up. I'm like, God damn it! It's so easy. They just. But get the only it. thing that makes me mad, Harlem did that to me too. I was just like, oh, let me get into Harlem. Let me watch Harlem. Harlem did yes. that to me too, and then like you get so mad because then you have to wait because what you have to wait for is the next season to come out. Season. So you binge this whole entire show, and I gotta wait a year for the damn next season to come out. I know it's crazy. <laughs> so we we have been so conditioned to be so spoiled in so many ways. We is that is that we as children. You know, like Friday night was the night. Like TGS, like Full, Full House, House Family by Matters, Family Matters, that was the show. Like you waited for you waited for the week, but now it's like nope, it's all on there. It's all, it's remember all. we used to remember because um, I used to record like on VHS. I I think our demographic will know what that is. Yes, our demographic. But if we that. have younger listeners, they will have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. No fucking clue. <laughs> no. But I used to record like, like, ep- like I like the episode, the Color Me Bad episode of 90210. Like that was like one of the ones I had on VHS. <laughs> yes. um, speaking of 90210, I remember when you uh, messaged me 
you checked on me when Luke Perry had passed. I called you. Yeah, you like checked on me. You're like, are you okay? And you just want to make you're like, I just want to make sure you're not hanging from your shower rod. <laughs> like, all right, Samantha. <laughs> oh yes, Luke Perry was. Oh my God, Jordan Knight, yeah. Luke, Luke Perry. Y'all, my sister had a poster of Jordan Knight taped to our ceiling in our room yes, growing up. I was in love with that man. Him, Luke Perry, and Antonio Sabato Jr. from General Hospital. Jesus. I forgot about Antonio Sabato. That man was fine. And he, he was, was. Janet Jackson. That man, that was a beautiful man. Yes, he was. I mean, beautiful. <laughs> Why was I so in love with Christian Slater? I don't remember why, but I love me some Christian Slater. You well, Christian Slater is a good-looking man. He was hot like, back in the day. It was not normal for a woman of for a young girl of my age to be as in love with him as I was. Like, I mean, you know, you liked what you liked. You can't, well, I mean, like you can't you can't help it. You liked what you liked. You also liked that. Danny from New Kids on the Block. That was your man. Danny was yours. Yeah, he was mine. I loved me some. I loved me that monkey looking man. Yes, he. I mean, but, he's, and he's, he's aged well. He looks still. Yes, looks he's good. aged well. Yeah. Yes, he's he has well. aged well. <laughs> but we are so to, off topic. How do we get to this talking know. about black girl magic from the Emmys? We, like, I, you really want to know because I can tell you how we got here. We were talking. About, <laughs> we were talking about. We were talking about the first season of the show. And then what shows what shows have gotten Emmys or been Emmy nominated in their first season? Then we were talking about all the different platforms of shows and how now they come in whole seasons. Remember when we has to we had to wait and now we don't have to wait. And, and then I went to VHS and then, then you like went to shows. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how we got here. There are segues. Okay. I can tell that, you how we got here. That's the route we took. That's exactly. the route. That is the route that we took. So now that's... we're going to U-turn and go back to the original topic. So shut up, y'all. Should we sh- make sure we print out the map quest directions for those that... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> You love me so much. So, so, Shirley, so first of all, her career, her, her career has spanned pretty much my entire life with give or take three, give or take three or four years. So dream girls to Moesha to now Abbott Sister Elementary. Two. Sister X. You going to be out there singing them a shoulda, coulda, wouldas. <laughs> You said that to Lauren Hill in the movie. Singing yo, shoulda, coulda, wouldas. So, somebody posted about that, like how she like sang on the stage, but she was like sitting in the audience at the show when, uh-huh. when Lauren Hill was like, "Joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee." That was right. <laughs> like someone of her of her caliber, like the distinguished gentleman. Oh yeah! Remember that movie? Yes, Eddie Murphy was, was the president of the United. Wasn't he the president, or was no. he in Congress? He was. He in was in Congress. Congress. He was a congressman. Right. And so, and then, like you know, and we're talking about a career that spans that spans film, 
television. Um, you know, it's like film, television, and theater. Yeah. She has a video game credit. Like, she had an album. Come on now. She done did it all. She done did it all. She's done it all. However, she has only won four awards and been nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Been nominated for thirteen. Only won four. So that's why she was that's why she sat there with that reaction. Like she really yes. didn't think she was gonna win. Like, and I, I don't know why, because Abbott Elementary, she's amazing and I want her to be my first grade teacher. That show, so, like you want to go back to first grade? I want to go back to first grade. To be so, yes. So <laughs> I want to go to Philadelphia because I really want to, I really want to see the space, the, the places where Boys to Men, my favorite R&B group, and Will Smith, my favorite man ever in life. Whew, sorry. That's your husband. Girl. I felt Is things. he, okay, so uh, no, Lawrence Hawkins or the Will Smith? I got shoes. If you had, if you had to choose. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Leroy Hawkins is, Chicago PD. I'll Chicago PD officer Kevin Atwater. Rest me. Anyway, he he is crew. He real crew. Girl, he is fine. He, he is... grew on me. I was like, you know what? That's a good looking man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> if you had to pick. No, if you had to pick. Oh, <laughs> you can't. You can't, can you? I can't. I cannot. It just hurts your heart to have to pick one. It hurts my both. heart to have to pick. You don't want to reject either one. I don't want to reject either one of them. But it's like, if I had to pick, though, Lawrence Hawkins, because he's not married. Okay. Well, that okay. That's fair. I don't want to be a homework. So that's, that's that's a very valid and adult <laughs> answer. So yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about that. Speaking of fine black men, <laughs> show so Tyler James Williams while escorting Cheryl Lee Ralph. That is a moment. Like yes. I I literally have rewatched have rewatched the moment. From them calling her name and like her reaction, like Tyler just up there, like cheering for her and just like yes, yes, and then like him walking her up there, like oh, just my heart. Because I cry, I know I cried. I cry every time I watch it. I'm like, (laughs) why the cry? Like, she mad? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Yeah, why are you crying? So I'm just so, but I that and and Mr. Tyler James Williams, I don't think anybody hates him anymore because Mr. Everybody (laughs) hates Chris. Has really turned into a fine young man, fine, fine young distinguished man. Yes, yes just I mean he is very handsome and very yes. and so that I that that moment is everything. And I just him taking and then her on that stage and singing and it's just the oh she and she was jeweled from literally head to toe like literally like, iconic just like and I yeah like I I watched like parts of it over and over again and I just sat there just I literally just watched the whole moment I literally just watched the moment that they call her name and they pan to her they pan to her 
and um she just is in awe and she's sitting there she's like wait what and everyone around her is like you yeah she's still sitting down and so, everyone else yeah. is standing up like applauding yeah. her win and like mm-hmm. the look on her face like she's just like literally i think she was like in shock like yeah is this really happening mm-hmm. like you could see it yeah but it was it was a beautiful moment and like we said before all the other winners big ups to lizzo Zen- I can never say her name right. Zendaya. Zendaya. And, Quinn- and, and Quinta Bronson. And Brunson. Quinta Bronson, who is was is the writer. Yes. Of she that writes show. she writes it. She's produces, a writer, producer, and, and acts in it. Mm-hmm. Who's, the, who's the director? I don't know. Let's look up. Have a, Google it. But while she's doing that, like seriously, like if you guys like, I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends love Abbott Elementary. The show's great. Um, the cast is phenomenal. And it's just, it's just really, it's a, it's a real feel good show. You'll laugh, you'll cry. Like, it's, 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 it's something those- that we need. And it was something that we need right now. Like, yeah, there hasn't yeah. just been a good, a genuinely just good comedy in a minute. Yeah. That everyone like, can relate to. Everybody yeah, can relate yeah. to that show. So I like how they look in the camera when they. Mm-hmm. Look. <laughs> so I love shows that do that. Like I know The Office, they did that a lot. Um, what other show? House of Cards before Kevin Spacey, all that crazy shit went down. That was sad because after Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. left that show, I couldn't even watch it. I was like, I don't. Mm-mm. I got, like I couldn't get in the house. Different story. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't tell me on the Wikipedia page, so I don't who the director is. Yeah, I don't know. But well, we can. Well, we can shout out to Abbott Elementary. Yes. Well, speaking of reactions and crying, Little Mermaid trailer came out, girl. Little Mermaid. Mermaid. You know what? You know what? Everybody crying, but for different reasons. So, so do you want to talk about the good? The good I want to talk about the Wahite tribe. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> I would like to talk about the Wahite tribe. Do we need a disclaimer? Do we need a disclaimer? We, I mean, we maybe we I don't know. And why we say it, or why you say it? Because now I, I'm going to be saying it. When I say the Wahite tribe. I am not talking about white people that are such as my best friend, Brian, who has been my best friend since fifth grade. And he knocks somebody in the face with a tether ball. I'm not talking about Kia's friend, like (laughs) Kia's friend, Jeanette. I'm talking about the stupid folks that do not realize that the little mermaid is an animated character. Mermaids aren't real people. And y'all motherfuckers done lost y'all minds <laughs> over this trailer. <laughs> lost they <laughs> I <laughs> so do you got me choking over here because I mean it's, it's real I am so I am so <laughs> upset by people who Oh Lord Jesus. Okay, let like let can I breathe real quick? 
You can take a breath. Take a breath. <sighs> can you keep up, baby boy? I'm gonna lose my breath. Who? Because I'm losing my breath right now. Because you about to go in. Okay, let me take a sip of this 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 agua. I'm not. I just. I'm I, because I'm upset, and I'm upset because she's like I'm upset. I am upset. I'm upset because tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why, Tiffany. Tell us why. We, you and I both know we have a lot of white friends. We do. We have a we lot do. of white friends. We y'all, we have a we, lot of white we friends. We would like to we would like to we would like to say that that most of them, if not all of them, are not a part of the Wahite tribe. They're not. They're so, not. So when you are when so when I post things or I talk about things like this, I'm not talking about y'all because y'all all got my back. So there are pages on first of all let's talk about the fact and we'll get to the positive we got to talk about the negative first because then the positive uplifts us so the got to so get there the are, quest one, out we got to know how we get, we got to let them know how we, we got, got here 1.6 million dislikes on youtube for that video are you kidding there, me there are pages such as christians against the little mermaid what the real little mermaid is white we cannot change what we have all known and grown up to as children my favorite comment my memory might be a little off but i don't recall anyone ever oh, no. describing a mermaid so, as anything other than a half woman half fish okay Who the you, need hell to cares? Go back and, you need to go back and say that again because i don't know what happened to the recording you oh, said your okay. favorite comment was my favorite comment my memory might be off but I don't recall anyone ever describing a mermaid as anything other than half woman, half fish. Who the hell cares what color an actor is for a part as long as they can actually act? Thank you, Bonita Ringetti. I don't know where you're from, but thank you. There, there are one, people. There is one one thing I recently saw, like it was either today or the day before, talking about Ariel and her sisters, and it names like all the seas that the sisters represent. Well, Ariel represents the Red Sea. And if you know where the Red Sea is located on a map, mm-hmm. you would realize that people that live in that area aren't white. Yeah. They're not people. So, then, I mean, you have people going that, like, you have people going as far as to using blackface saying they're gearing up for the little mermaid having people make comments about like disney's the little slave this is this new ariel is going to be hoarding fried chicken and macaroni salad in her trove like i mean ridiculous and this is this is this is not my favorite but this is like you know they're like the they're having a blast with their racism only problem with the black little mermaid ariel knew her father Again, the Wahite tribe. Mm. Well, I don't think anybody, <laughs> anybody that I associate with who is of the Caucasian persuasion is pissed about the Little Mermaid. None, <laughs> none of the people that we associate with and love that are, you know, not as melanated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. You know, it's it's ridiculous. It's and it's, it, and it's just like I, it's, I didn't know, Tiffany. When you when the, what you just said, the comments and like the one point six million dislikes, one point like, six million dislikes. That yeah. really, I mean, 
a <laughs> one like a one minute and twenty six second clip. But on the positive side of things, little black girls joy. Is, even is, it's like little children everywhere. Children. Like, but but you know what it is? It's uh, I mean it's everyone. It's it's us. It's it's us. It's little black girl. It's like, I, it's like, huh? <laughs> it's like I see myself. It's like you see yourself, and you it's like, you have you it's have these. I, I was I cried when she hit that <laughs> Tiffany at when she. she... Tiffany, <laughs> yes. I, I, <laughs> Chills in the whole body. I wanted to go for a swim. I was like, like, I literally was. And Melissa McCarthy, there was, um, I think Melissa McCarthy was on like uh, with Andy Cohen or something talking about them listening to the song. Mm-hmm. And everybody was weeping in tears. Like they've heard the entire version of it. There's been so oh, wow. But they heard the entire version of it, and Melissa is it's Melissa McCarthy. That's her name, right? The yeah. actress. Yeah. yeah. Um, she said that everybody in the studio, everybody was in complete tears, like yeah. boohooing, yeah. because it was some of the most beautiful music that they've ever heard. Like her interpretation of it. I mean, just like I said, just that last note, just that last yeah. part of the song in the trailer. Yeah. Tiffany, I was sitting there like, that's not even the full trailer. That was the trailer <laughs> teaser. <I know>. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm 43 years old, crying over this black body. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, but I'm, but I'm loving the videos of just little black girls' reaction. Because like, oh my god, she looks we like were, me. Yeah, like, we were little black girls at one point in time, and I mean, g- little girls are just like just that's, uh, that's what's important. The representation yeah. is the important part. Yes, they and I just it's 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 just so it's gonna it's gonna break records. It is. I mean, props to Disney for the inclusivity and doing this finally i mean we've known for a while that um that Haley was going to be playing the Little sport. Mermaid. yeah i mean we knew we've known for a long i mean a good two years like they announced it two years ago yeah you know and and another thing when you talk about black girl magic i mean uh hallie and chloe like they're killing yes, the game right now oh okay i'll get it Mom, we are recording. <laughs> she she knocked something down the time. Oh, okay. So, but um, love you, mom. But, but yeah, um, she... but yes. So the Little Mermaid, the one May twenty twenty three. May twenty twenty three. I told I told my girl um, in Atlanta that I wanted to come down and have a watch party with her. <laughs> so, speaking of Black Girl Magic as well, the Woman King came out this week. And yes, with with that uh, has rave reviews with Viola Davis. With Annalise Keating. <laughs> Somebody called her Annalise Davis. That is not her name. <laughs> Somebody say Annalise Davis. Somebody say Annalise Davis. 
You done mixing her, you missing her character <laughs> and her government name. Like, no. Just about. But yeah, I like, again, representation matters. And so it's just like, you know, to see yourself in there. So I'm excited to see that. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. Amanda um, Seals you know, highly recommends we all, everyone should see it. So, but yeah, so I'm everyone. excited about that. So shout out to Viola Davis for that. And it was an amazing, she's a, I love her. I have loved her since she played Anton Fisher's mother. Well, you know, um, you have a very strong, strong connection to that movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I love that yes. movie, and I love that scene, and I love that movie. So <laughs> I love that movie, I love that scene, and I love that movie so I much just... that it was a part of one of my papers in school. And hey! It no, brought, the, brought it home! <laughs> And look, me and mom came to see you be your presentation yes. on that paper. So, yes, we did. Yeah, we came, we came to your class. We came to your class. It, we came to her college class. <laughs> me and my mama, our mother, and sat and watched her do this presentation. Yes. <laughs> my baby sister schooling all of y'all. Yes. I Thanks wrote a something. paper. I wrote a paper on aging out foster care youth and how they need more resources. So, yeah. I tell you, we could have like 15 million different topics, like ways this podcast could go, which is what we're going to do. So, so, so yeah. I mean, it's endless. Endless. Yes, speaking there's of, a lot. But wait, speaking of how many ways? How? <laughs> yes. New ways. I love you. Sorry. Yes, I went. Well, it was sad because um, R&B, like they don't do R&B like they used to, but um, I do have to say uh rest in peace to jesse powell this uh, so my co my uh a friend of mine posted it and she's like uh rest i I saw like i woke up today and saw that jesse powell had passed rest in peace i said you jesse powell (laughs) and i typed it but that's how i said it in my head you said you jesse powell and she goes yeah i was like what so if I y'all. ever if I ever get married, <laughs> you can't even get the statement out, but without laughing, <laughs> it can happen. Damn, I know because I had a sum, I had a I had a summer fling. I I don't see myself. I had a summer fling. That's what it, it was. Girl, a two month summer a, fling. I went to a wedding reception this past weekend. Did they play Jesse Powell? They did not play Jesse Powell, but it was. Did they play How Many Ways by Tony Braxton? No, they did not. They played They played a lot of Keith Sweat. <laughs> they played... What else? They play, you know they played Let's Get Married, because you know... Oh, the remix or the original version? The remix. Okay. Just they walk to the bridal party, that the party walk in. And they the, 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 thing about it, the thing about it is that they, they got married in Vegas on September 2nd. And then two weeks later, they had the reception here. So they did. They did the 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 party two weeks later. Yeah. So like it was cute because they like had the video, which I wouldn't. I mean, this was a it was a really cute idea. So like they 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 showed the video of the wedding ceremony because I mean, when you think about it, people are like, weddings are so expensive. No, weddings aren't expensive. The reception is the expensive part. The actual act of, the actual act of getting married is not that expensive. It's the reception <laughs> that is expensive. So 
Um, they, you said they paid a lot of key sweat. They played so much key sweat. I think they played about three or four key sweat songs. I was like, I cannot stand key sweat's voice. So, um, they played a video of the wedding itself. And then, like, when the wedding was over, and it's like, I now pronounce your husband and wife, and it's like, introducing Mr. and Mrs. Blah, 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 then they ended the video, and they walked out, because they were there. Oh, that's cute. That was, it was uber cute. That's girl, cute so. and very financially responsible. <laughs> so, I, so, it was, it was bad, because it was, it was black folks. It was, it was black folks. Wait, wait. Stop, <laughs> you don't tell on us? Well, not us, because that's different. That no, but we're not related. Oh, we weren't. Oh, we're no, not related stopped. to these black people. Yeah, it was just we, a friend. So I called Mama, and I was Wait. like, she was like, "How's the wedding?" She's like, "What kind of food they got?" I said, "I don't know yet. They haven't fed us yet." First of all, we what, were no to appetizers, no hamburgers. We we nurse no horse juvaced. No <laughs> no shark cookie board. No shark cookie board. <laughs> So no, no star coochie. We got there at six. We were supposed to get there at six. We get there at six. The bride is out there decorating. She hasn't. They haven't even finished decorations yet. Excuse me. Then they you know didn't how feed I feel it. about party planning. So I'm like, yes, what? No. So then, like, so then there's that. Then we wait two hours and to finally eat. And so mom's just like, I was like, mom, we haven't eaten yet. And she's like, you know what they gonna have, don't you? She's like, they gonna have some fried chicken, patchouli, <laughs> and some green beans and salad, girl, as sure as shit stinks. <laughs> I walked past somebody's plate and just died laughing. Because <laughs> it was fried chicken. <laughs> Lasagna and mascarpone and rotel dip. <laughs> was it in a corn pot or was it in a um? Sorry, or was it in like a big like aluminum? It was tin? in a big big aluminum tin, and the food wasn't even hot. I was so upset. They didn't have they didn't have any shafers, any like no, they did not. not any... <laughs> oh and Lord. I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'm just like people got people. Got to do what they could do. It oh. was a lovely event. <laughs> Keith Sweat Thank was you. bumping. Keith Sweat <laughs> was bumping. And yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I just wish I could have been there to see your face when you saw the plate. 
I was, I just, I was in line and I like, cause you know, obviously people get their plates first. So like, I walked past it and I just, I just shook my head and just chuckled to myself. I said, Oh, to me, I'm like in tears because I can only just imagine what was going through your head. Oh my God. So, well, I'm sure it was lovely. Did you bring Mama Plate? <laughs> I did not bring Mama Plate. I probably okay. should have. Because you know, that's why but... she was asking what they have for the food. Because you know, she don't want you to bring her some food home. Right. Oh my God. I'm like sweating. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I think that should be the title of, the, of this episode Chicken, Green Beans, Gamaska Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of the episode. <laughs> Green beans and muscatoli. Oh my god, that's it. That's that's and the then, title of the episode. And then we and mom went out to eat the Golden Corral. Oh wait, she told me about this, and I what? I was like, what? "Why the goddamn Golden Corral got security? <laughs> Does it pop off like that in Golden Corral?" <laughs> like, <laughs> so. The thing is, you didn't ask him what you didn't talk no, to the I security was, guard. No, I did not. It was it was in passing because I'm sick because I'm standing because you know how places you know how people will like where they're like you know go somewhere to eat after work, and so Golden Corral Steve is like gold and red, and so he's wearing a red shirt with security on the back. So as I'm walking away, I'm like. He worker, like he's security of Golden Corral. What kind of world do we live in where you need security at Golden Corral? What is happening? Because like, you pay before you eat. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. About, I like. I mean, you can do like now. You can go in and like get your food and pay by the pound. So like, a mofo's just filling their containers and leaving. Like, it's just. No, I ain't paying for this shit. <laughs> yeah, it is really sad to think about that you have to have security at a buffet. It's a buffet. Like, just sit down and eat. And when you're done eating, you leave. But You need to go back. When mom said y'all were in O'Fallon, and if, and if anyone from any of our, you know, St. Louis listeners, O'Fallon, I wouldn't think, is the area where you would need security at a restaurant where mostly old people go eat. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. Have like, and they have like one-year-old birthday parties. <laughs> and one-year-old birthday parties? Mm-hmm. So, oh, goodness yeah. gracious. But did they have, they probably, did they have chicken, muscatoli, and green beans? Of course they did. Of course they did. <laughs> They had some cabbage and some sweet potatoes, and those sweet potatoes were fire. I haven't been to a Golden Corral since Dad. Now that I think about it, no, I no, I take that back. I went to Golden Corral with some girls in Nashville, but like, it just wasn't the same. No, it's never know, Dad, the same. Dad loved him. That was his spot. Yeah, he loved him to be Golden Corral. Oh goodness gracious. Yeah, security at. I need you to. I need you to 
dig a little bit deeper as to why that. I need to go like, back and investigate. <laughs> there has to be a reason as to why, because like, are people like coming in with Tupperware and like needing their bags checked before? Like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, why? Listen, why are we doing that? Why does the Fallon Golden Corral have security? <laughs> Please. Maybe I should go to, maybe we should go to their Twitter page or their Instagram and ask them why. And send an email. Because I, I really want to know. I really do want to know. I really do. And I need you to spell muscacholi. So, because I'm titling the episode, I'm like, it's M O M O. Oh, wow. Oh, no. There was a 40-person brawl over steak at Golden Corral. They really are scrapping at the Golden Corral. This was in Pennsylvania. Oh, so this is a corporate thing. So they went security corporate-wide, I guess. Oh, my God. People could be seen swinging around chairs and baby seats. Okay. We're going to have to post that on our page. We're going to have to post that on our Instagram and find out. And so people can see why Golden Corral now has security. (laughs) Interesting. I wonder, okay, so, damn. Well, Costco, you got to have a membership. So you can't just randomly be up in there acting a fool. But I mean, I was very hurt when they didn't have my rotisserie chicken that day when I went in the car. I had to call you and I was so upset about my four ninety nine rotisserie chicken. She was chicken. very upset, yeah. I was so sad. People people scrapping in Golden Corral. Goodness gracious. What is the world coming to? <clears throat> so what else did you learn this week? <laughs> anything else new? Did you learn anything else new this week? I learned, you know, the song Strawberry Wine by Deanna Carter. Actually, okay. I'm, I, you know what I learned this week? That Scar ate Mufasa. Wait, what? Scar <laughs> ate? Wait, yes. What? Please explain. So, okay, hold on. I, I thought yeah. Mufasa just fell and died of like a head injury. So, oh my god! If maybe we should name this episode "Scar Eight Scar Eight Mufasa." <laughs> so the theory is. So here's the theory that Scar ate Mufasa. Oh, there's a theory behind it. There's a theory. Okay. So, you know the scene where, um, hold on, let me see if I can find a, something to explain it. It was so random. I was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> it's like, what? What do you mean? Scar ate Mufasa. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so 
here we go. Mufasa suffered a terrible fate, but one Lion King fan t- on TikTok discovered that something even more sinister about the plot. Not only did Scar let his brother die, but he also ate him once he was killed. On the African plains, hyenas are known for picking at dead carcasses, but lions aren't their natural prey. So Mufasa dies, right? But what happens to his body? User Chris- TikTok user Christian Jones asks. He pointed out that hyenas don't eat lions, and there are no other animals on Earth that eat them except other lions. So, so Scar ate Mufasa. So that is what I learned. So there's this, because you know there's a scene where he's holding a skull singing. Wait, you have like to go back to it. Cut out a little bit. And picking his teeth. You have That's to go what I learned all, this week. You have to go all the way back because you just totally cut out when you said that. <laughs> what did I I don't know what I said. Hold on. Okay, so from the last thing you had said. What did I, I say? Said, so Scar ate Mufasa, and then what did you say after that? I said, because you got to think there's the scene where he's holding his skull. He's holding a skull, and he's picking his teeth. Oh. Holy shit. Scar ate Mufasa. <laughs> that's, the t- that's, the, that's the name of the episode. Okay, Scar ate Mufasa. Scar ate Mufasa. Yes, I think that one. Yes, because I'm I'm shocked. Wow. Well, my what I learned this week isn't nearly as interesting. <laughs> I'm about, an animated, you. about an animated movie. <laughs> you know, you know that song "Strawberry Wine" by Deanna Carter. I love that song. Strawberry. If you don't know me, I, if you don't know me, which you should know me, if you're listening to my podcast. I love karaoke, so I'm probably going to randomly break out in song. Anyway, continue. Mufasa. Um, yeah. You just so, said that because you can't spell Mascacholi. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just going to look it up. <laughs> okay, continue. Strawberry Wine by Deanna Carter. Go. Yeah, I didn't know that she was from Panama City Beach, Florida. Oh, wow. That's what I learned this week. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also learned that I am too old to be going to the club. That's what I was trying to get at in the very beginning of the episode. Oh, you were there already. Like we, you were there when you started. Like yes, I was was like, I'm ready to go home. I was sitting there, like at the club, at the second club, and I'm just looking out in the audience, and all that's running through my head is when Mom said to me when I was younger, and I didn't think this would ever become true, but when she said, "Kia, all this going out shit is gonna get old one day," and I said. Shit, you not. I was sitting there looking out in the crowd and I was like, this shit is old as fuck. I want to go home and go to bed. I felt that yeah. way at my birthday at um <laughs> Mardi Gras. I was just like, it's over. You know it's what? Done. I don't, yeah, I'm gonna give this, I'ma give this to the youth. Yeah. I'm gonna give this back to the streets. I'm good. You know, Jeanette, we already talked about having a pajama jammy jam at Jeanette's house for her birthday next year. We we get in pajamas and we stay in the house. <laughs> seriously in the house stay in the house yes because I like being in the house I also like being by myself speaking of which (laughs) why my summer fling was just that a summer fling Mm -hmm. and I wasn't even upset 
I wasn't even upset. Like I asked him, I was like, I sent him a message. I was like, so I'm going out of town this weekend. Um, are you going to try to see me or, or what? And I got no response. So I decided that he did a no call, no show. And what happens when you do that at a job? You get, you fired. get fired. You He's lose fired. your job. He is not getting rehired ever. And I have a date next Friday. <laughs> nice. Else. So, yeah. So, join a dinner with someone else. So, you know. So, <laughs> on this week's episode of Balls to the Walls, <laughs> to the window, to the wall. We need to get that. We need to get that as a sound. At least, like, <laughs> at least, like, the inch, like, the, the music, not the lyrics. Yeah. We need to. <laughs> We need to figure out like what we can like use legally. That's some that's something else. That'll be that's definitely on my to-do list. How mm-hmm. we can edit and add music and what's we can use legally. Cause I really want to start like playing music on air and like talking about it because I have connections with some artists um who I am very close to. Um mm-hmm. yeah. That I would like to play their music on the podcast and get give them some exposure. Um, not saying that us playing it on the podcast will give them more exposure because hell, we are just starting. But you know, hey, you never know. But yeah, so, so in this episode of Boss of the Walls, or this you. segment, this, this segment, segment, this segment, Boss of the Walls. So. That's going to be the dating segment. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're calling because it. Because <laughs> it's interesting. So Bumble, the wonderful world of Bumble. Thank you, Mr. Brian Hoover, for the title, by the way. Get you some executive producer credit. Anyway. So. Yes. Um, <laughs> Bumble, and it's a wonderful world. So I don't understand why these guys feel the need to think that, like, you going over to their, going over to their place is a date or something that that I that I myself would be interested in. I don't know if something about me says that, but let me make it perfectly clear. No. I'm I'm not coming to I'm not no. I watch too much fatal attraction. I know I have too many people that care about me and no, I'm not coming to your house. So this guy um message has had messaged me on Bumble and it's like he messaged about he messaged me about one of my pictures and like it's me in like a leather top it's for my boudoir shoot so it's like it's me in a leather top and so he's talking about he's he just he says he like his opener is just like damn you're sexy you want to come over no I do not know you that's what he said that was like his initial yeah that was like his initial opener and I'm just like so I was like, that's your opener? That's that's how you want to open this conversation. And he's like, I just thought you were I just thought you were pretty and I just and I just thought I'd give it a shot. What did you think For was you gonna to come over to the house? Like Yeah, like no. So we go back and forth and then like every time he's trying to initiate conversation, it's just like, Well, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing this. You wanna come over? I do not know you. So he kept I said, asking you to come over. Yes. And so he so he said it one more. So like I, I was like, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I actually have to work tonight. And so he's uh he's like, well, you can come over before work. I said, sir, let me make this crystal clear to you. How many times did he 
try like, to reiterate coming over. Like every time he tried to talk to me, and it was like over three or four times over the course of like a month. I would have no. Mm-mm. And no. so it's just like it's one of those situations where it's like I don't even really think about it until, like I said, I'm just doing this for content. So, <laughs> so he, so he goes. I appreciate you doing it for content because I will not be doing <laughs> so, it for content. And so, he, so he's just, I said, let me make this crystal clear for you. Because, like, you you occasionally get a guy who's genuinely, like, interested and genuinely puts forth the effort. So but are they, though? Yeah. Are they? So, oh. so I was like, let me make this crystal clear to you. I do not know you. So, therefore, I will not be coming over to hang out anytime soon. So the next time you decide that you want to approach me, make sure that you have a plan that involves a public place. Otherwise, don't bother at all. And then he unmatched me with me. So I was just like, okay, yep, of course, uh huh, yep, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this with you. Like, you God forbid that you you want somebody to put in some effort. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But yeah. That's that. The sewers of the dating pool. That's what it is. There, it's just there's shit and piss in the dating pool. There is shit and piss all over the place. Yes. Just oh. Well, let's see. Is there any? Um, yeah. So last week was our first episode, and people yes. actually did listen. I think we talked. We talked about- I've gotten some feedback. Yes, yes. Some people did not only listened, but they also saw. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's why we're only doing, um, we were doing audio only until we, <laughs> until we um, perfected hey. this part and we record at earlier in the day instead of in two different time zones and Did you talk to me like, you ready? I don't get off till eleven. It's eleven. I didn't know, I didn't know it was ten o'clock your time. I really didn't know I was in a different time zone in Jacksonville. Like I had no idea. I really did not. It's like that time we were in Vegas and I woke up and it was like two in the afternoon. And I was like, "Why is the Super Bowl on?" Because the Super Bowl was live. That's why. Like, oh yeah, we were in Vegas. My bad. Like, it's so early in the day. Why is the Super Bowl on already? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, I mean, that's, it's exciting that, that people are actually listening. Um, yes. We just want people to continue to listen. Yes. Um, and give feedback. Um, so, have- your Facebook post has gotten quite a, quite a astounding That I just posted reaction. That you just recorded. posted. Yeah, that you just posted. So, speaking of that post, the picture. <laughs> Why do we look like somebody Netflix key special that got kidnapped and we're part a of a cult now? Now we're in a cult and they're trying to find us. We we are definitely gonna need to do some cover art of some kind um, to go along with um, the show because when I posted it, I was like, it really looks like. We, it looks like a Netflix true crime special. <laughs> we are. I was like, oh, yeah. But for now, we're going to leave it because we're adorable. 
Yes, yes, we are. We're very cute. We are adorable. We're um, very cute kids. Well, before we get out of here, um, Tiff, where can they find you um, on Instagram? At TDub686. I'm not changing it. Do not ask me to change it. I'm not changing it. Why, why should you change it? <laughs> I don't know. Because people are like, why the 686? Because numbers make it more original. I don't know. Yes. And you won't at, forget it. At TW 686 I'm going to get the um, podcast page together, Facebook page together. It will be at These Walls Can Talk Podcast. Um, on the Facebook? On the on, Facebook? On the Facebook. Okay. Well, you can find um, me, Keeks underscore STL. That's K-E-A-K-S underscore STL on Instagram. And then our Instagram is at these walls can talk 314. Um, and if you ever are interested in emailing us, right now our email is these walls can talk podcast at gmail.com. Um, so if any of you want to ask questions, interact, maybe be a guest on the show eventually, we will have um, special guests. I've already had people show interest um, in wanting to be a part of it. So that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so we're just, I mean, we're really just, we were just doing this shit today, trying to figure out what happened in this crazy world we live in because there's just when you think you've heard it all, something else happens. Um, well, all right. Well, we're going to get out of here because it's late. And I want to go to sleep. And I know you do too. Yes, because I know you got to get up and go to your, uh, your big girl job tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, Kia. Yes. Just think about this. If you go flying back through time and you see somebody else flying forward into the future, it's probably best to avoid eye contact. And <laughs> now, deep thoughts. <laughs> Not candy, man. Y'all, yeah, we're definitely we definitely need to do that every episode. <laughs> Seriously, because the stuff he says, I'm just like, it was so great on Saturday Night Live too when they did it. Because, like, the words would, like, scroll up. Yes. <laughs> and you would never know. And this, like, this random shit. You're just like, <laughs> okay. oh, my God. Okay, let's give him one more. Let's give him. And now, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. <laughs> you can't laugh before you say it. Sorry, I just wasn't going to say that. I was actually laughing at a video. But yeah, like, at one of the, sub, Whatever. So, sometimes I think you have to march right into your right in and demand your rights, even if you don't know what your rights are or who the person is you're talking to. Then on the way out, slam the door. Damn. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, y'all. All right. Well, that's it for episode two of These Walls Can Talk. Um, once again, I am Kia. I'm Tiffany. Yes, and we will get at you guys next week. Peace out. Deuces.